It's Monday, December 5th, 2022. I hope you all enjoyed your weekend. Here's a look at today's headlines. Updates from the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police. Round 1 of Real Estate Mentorship Program ends. Mexican police find 660 pounds of fentanyl in coconuts. Baby unexpectedly born on cruise ship. Seven-year-old abducted and murdered by FedEx driver. Thousands evacuated after Indonesia's Mount Semeru erupts. And in sports World Cup highlights and police seek to arrest former NFL wide receiver Antonio Brown. We'll also take a look at your local weather forecast. With those stories and more, I'm Soya Vassilou. Thanks for joining us today and welcome to our listeners. Investigations are underway into the wounding of two males early Sunday morning, December 4th, in Duckyard Providenciales. Based on initial police reports at around 9.27 a.m., the police control room received a call of gunshots being heard. A team of officers was quickly dispatched to the location. Police can confirm that two men were shot and remain warded in the hospital. Additionally, police officers recovered a firearm from the scene. It is also noted that video footage of part of the incident is being circulated on social media. The police is asking that persons desist from forwarding these videos and images and to please hand it over to the police to assist them with the investigation. The morning shooting does not appear to be gang-related. And keeping with the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force, the team was made aware of comments being made on social media platforms alleging corruption by a former member of staff. The seriousness of these allegations has triggered the commencement of a criminal investigation. Commenting on the matter, Commissioner of Police Trevor Botting said, I am asking that if any person has evidence of police corruption or any other criminal activity to provide this information directly to me, an officer whom you trust, or through Crime Stoppers. Additionally, Crime Stoppers calls are answered in the United States and managed by the Miami-Dade Crime Stoppers, which is a non-profit organization and not a police agency. The calls are anonymous and cannot be traced in the U.S. or the TCI. The number is 1-800-8477. And the Department of Fisheries and Marine Resources Management is reminding the public that the 2022 Nassau grouper season officially closed on Thursday, December 1st. The Fisheries Protection Ordinance Amendment Regulation 12-1A states, The closed season in relation to Nassau grouper shall be from the first day of December to the 28th day of February inclusive in each year or such other dates as may from time to time be appointed by the Governor in the Gazette. During the closed season, any person who fishes for purchases or is in possession of a Nassau grouper will be committing an offense that is punishable by a fine of $5,000 or six months imprisonment or both. Again, the season is closed from December 1st, 2022 through February 28th, 2023. And round one of the Turks and Caicos Real Estate Association's mentorship program came to a close last weekend. On Saturday, November 26th, 
The inaugural class returned to where it all began at the Turks and Caicos Real Estate Association's head office. Smartly dressed as junior realtors, the mentees delivered final presentations to the program's mentors and guests. Showing a perfect range of variety, the teens displayed their mock realtor biographies and a sales pitch on a pre-selected real estate listing. There was a show of presentations on vacant land, single homes, and condominiums, all placed on the big screen for viewing while the teens made use of their newly adopted real estate jargon and shared their listing's best attributes with the room. Launched by Ambassador Trevor Musgrove, the mentorship program aims to allow high school and first-year college students to explore real estate through live mentorship sessions with premier industry experts in the Turks and Caicos Islands. The idea, well, I started this program when I um, was elected to be the ambassador for Tecrio the first year. This is my second year as the ambassador, and I thought what way I can we as well just can kind of give back. And I thought about this program. I remember growing up in school, and I wondered what if I had a program like this to enhance my ability and just think outside of the box into the real estate realm. So I came up with the idea. I reached out to my peers. Um, you talked to a few of them here today, and we started it. It started in um, June, January. It's run for six months, and so far, it's been well received. It's been endorsed by the Ministry of Education. The Minister, Honorable Taylor, she endorsed it from day one. We had the full support of the ministry, getting the kids here from North Cakers um, and other islands as well. So we're definitely looking forward to continuing this program on to next year, which will be starting in January. And, you know, just really trying to get as much kids involved. And this is my way and other ways trying to give back. The real estate agents were just as enthusiastic as the children and shared their views on the program. Well, it was Trevor's really wonderful idea and a way of, for us to give back. We're all so busy in our day-to-day, -day, and it was just great to see the passion and see how our young talent views the real estate industry with fresh eyes and try to spark their, their interest for a future in, in an industry that's really growing here. Oh, I think so. You can see from day one to when we finished their, their confidence build, and you can see some of the guys in their presentations, you know, really knocked it out of the park. And I think that they would be ready to go in and really kind of be forward-facing with clients and represent the Turks and Cake as well, because that's what we as realtors do every day. We're, we're selling properties, but the first thing we're doing is putting the face out there for the country and making sure that it's shown the best light. So it was great to see them and work with the other agents who are here today who managed to put together an incredible program. And, you know, credit to Trevor again for having put it together and encouraged all of us to give something back. I really enjoyed it. I, I was inspired by them. Um, I think they they – they embraced it as well. I think they see as real estate as an opportunity for them, and it showed. Uh, they came prepared today and put together some great presentations, and I, I felt good. We, we work hard in real estate, and it's nice to give back and, and hopefully see some of these students uh, take it on and make it their career. Participation was open to all islands, and the inaugural class was comprised of 10 enthusiastic students from Providenciales and North Caicos. The program has exposed the teens to the technical and practical sides of the profession. Terminology, securing a listing, marketing, selling a listing, professional etiquette, and following a strict code of ethics have all been shared with them. 
The program's highlight was the open house exercise, which gave the mentees an opportunity for a real-time showing of a luxury oceanfront villa in Long Bay to a group of mock buyers, including the Minister of Education, Honorable Rachel Taylor. We spoke with a few of the participants to find out their views. I feel great about it. I think it was necessary. I learned a lot from it. Um, it definitely helped me, and I feel like it can help so many more youth, youth, especially those who want to get involved in the real estate area. To be honest, this is a really, really fun program, and I, I personally love it. So I really think kids really get into this kind of career because it's a really awesome career in this program. The best. I honestly feel very happy about about it, and um, I don't want it to end. <laughs> I do plan to come back when the next time, the next program. About the presentation, about what I learned, I I've learned quite a lot, honestly. I've learned how to be more descriptive in describing stuff. I've also learned how to actually like present stuff properly. I've also learned a lot, a whole a whole lot about the real estate. And my mom has really been pushing me forward with this stuff, and she really is proud of me attending this. There was also a parent in attendance at the closeout ceremony, and she gave her views on the program as well. Um, I think it was important because my daughter really loved real estate. I don't know where she got it from, but just that she loved it, and it was nice to get her in with a group of people that could teach her more about it and teach her how to go about making this dream of hers a reality. The Ministry of Education has previously shared that the program aligns perfectly with the new youth policy, which incorporates seven pillars. Pillar 1 focuses on enhancing youth economic participation and economic empowerment. Both the association and the ministry hope that this mentorship opportunity will result in more Turks and Caicos Islanders becoming interested in joining this thriving sector, aiding in its sustainability and opening other doors to local entrepreneurship. Another 10 spots will be available for the program's second round, which begins in January 2023. Interested parents and students are encouraged to look out for the invitation for all applicants in December of 2022 and to follow the Takriya Mentorship Program's Facebook page for information and updates. That brings us to the end of our local news segment. Your regional news is up next. Let's take a look at what's going on with our neighbors. The Coordinating Unit of the Caribbean Disaster Emergency Management Agency, in collaboration with its partners, will host the 12th Caribbean Conference on Comprehensive Disaster Management from December 7th through the 9th at the Savannah Beach Resort and Spa in Barbados. This year's event is headlined by the Honorable Mia Omar Motley, the Prime Minister of Barbados, and is the region's premier event on disaster risk management, which is being delivered under the theme CDM Road to Resilience Checkpoint 2022, Advancing a Risk-Based Multi-Hazard Approach During COVID-19 and Beyond. 
This event is the Caribbean's largest gathering of professionals in the field of disaster management and is scheduled to bring together over 1,000 delegates in person and online. The event curates a platform for professional development for disaster risk management. Over the five days, this hybrid event will result in the advancement of dialogue and the agitation of action among attendees through high engagement sessions featuring keynote discussions, roundtable sessions, plenaries featuring ministerial sessions, learning labs, fireside chats, virtual exhibitions, and youth forums. As the region seeks to fast-track post-COVID-19 recovery and build a resilient Caribbean, organizations and communities have a critical role to play in building resilience. Now, Mexican officials found 660 pounds or 300 kilograms of fentanyl pills packed into coconuts. These coconuts were found in a truck traveling on a highway in the northern border state of Sonora. The coconut husks had been neatly split in half and reassembled with plastic bags of fentanyl pills placed inside. The road eventually leads to the border town of Sonoita, across the border from Lukeville, Arizona. Mexico produces most of the fentanyl that reaches the United States. Fentanyl is blamed for tens of thousands of U.S. overdose deaths each year because the extremely powerful synthetic opioid is pressed into counterfeit pills often made to look like Xanax, Oxycodone, or Percocet. Many people who take them do not know that they are taking fentanyl. And for lighter news, Royal Caribbean International's Jewel of the Seas added an unexpected passenger after an expectant mother went into premature labor and gave birth on board the ship on Tuesday, November 29, 2022. The ship departed Port Canaveral, Florida on Sunday, November 27 for a six-night Western Caribbean sailing. As the ship was en route to Jamaica, the expectant mother was experiencing discomfort and as a precaution due to her pregnancy, she visited the ship's medical facility. The onboard medical team determined that she was in active labor, the stage at which contractions intensify and such discomfort would no longer be able to be walked off or dismissed as general cramps. The premature baby was safely delivered on board the cruise ship by a senior physician for Royal Caribbean with virtual assistance from a neonatal specialist with Kids Medical Services, a partner of Royal Caribbean. When Jewel of the Seas arrived in Ocherias, the baby and mother were transferred to St. Anne's Bay Regional Hospital, which is just seven miles from the cruise ship dock. The baby was admitted to the hospital's neonatal intensive care unit. Both mother and baby are reported as doing well and were transferred to Nicklaus Children's Hospital in Miami on Friday, December 2nd. There was no reported delays or changes to Jewel of the Seas itinerary and the ship returned to Port Canaveral on Saturday, December 3rd. And in keeping with cruise news, cruise lines experienced record-breaking results for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Celebrity Cruises posted the largest booking day ever on Black Friday followed by its strongest Cyber Monday in history. The strong bookings show the pent-up demand for cruises that is still apparent even though cruises have been sailing for more than a year. Combined with an exciting new class of ships that has been drawing attention internationally, Celebrity Cruises is all set for a busy 2023. The cruise line will offer cruises from no less than 27 different home ports, including new year-round European offerings, new ports of call, new overnights, and even double overnights. 
Holland American Line has surpassed their 2019 booking records by a wide margin with recent holiday sales, especially for one amazing destination. Holland American Line's Black Friday incentives, which have included $25 deposits on select sailings, up to 40% off cruises, prepaid, gratuities, and more. The cruise line has seen phenomenal bookings. Booking volume, the overall number of reservations, was up close to 20% higher than on Black Friday back in 2019. And for Alaska sailings in particular, U.S. bookings were up more than 60% compared to 2019. Royal Caribbean broke all booking records. Not only was Black Friday the single largest booking day in its 53-year existence, which marked the third time the record was broken for 2022, the entire week proved to be the brand's highest volume booking week. Carnival Cruise Line's popularity is of course unmatched, as the cruise line reports the most ever bookings on Cyber Monday 2022, with 50% more sales than 2019. Those bookings were driven by the various new ships that Carnival has introduced in recent months, an additional three ships that will be added to the fleet in the coming 18 months, and new programs that have been developed in the US and abroad, particularly in Australia. That wraps up the happenings around the region. Your international news is up next. Let's take a look around the world. Indonesia's Mount Semeru volcano erupted on Sunday, blanketing roads and homes in volcanic ash and prompting evacuations of nearly 2,000 residents in the East Java province. No injuries or deaths have so far been reported and evacuees have taken shelter in public facilities, including village halls and schools. More than 20,000 face masks have been handed out to mitigate respiratory health risks from the volcanic ash. Mount Semeru, which lies around 400 miles southeast of the capital Jakarta, began erupting at 2.46 a.m. local time Sunday, which would have been 2.46 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. Indonesia, an archipelago of 270 million people, sits on the Ring of Fire, a band around the Pacific Ocean that sets off frequent earthquakes and volcanic activity. Standing at 3,676 meters or 12,060 feet, Mount Semeru is the tallest volcano on Java and one of its most active ones. Residents have been advised to stay at least 10.5 miles away from Semeru's eruption center. Volcanic ash had reached as far as 7.4 miles from the epicenter. More than 50 people were killed and thousands more displaced when this same volcano erupted last year. And in other news, a driver working for FedEx was arrested and charged on Friday in the kidnapping and killing of a 7-year-old girl who had disappeared from her home's driveway in Texas last week. The search for 7-year-old Athena Strand began on Wednesday in Paradise, Texas, about 40 miles northwest of Fort Worth. Nearly 200 volunteers and numerous law enforcement agencies using dogs and a helicopter with thermal imaging participated in the search. Her body was then found on Friday. Authorities believe the young girl was killed within an hour after her kidnapping from her family's driveway. 31-year-old Tanner Horner, a contract FedEx driver, confessed to abducting and killing 7-year-old Strand after he delivered a package to her family's home. 
Corner, a resident of Lake Worth, is in jail and is being charged with capital murder and aggravated kidnapping and is being held on a $1.5 million bond. Law enforcement officials say they were able to locate and find Horner through digital evidence and by partnering with Federal Express. A motive is unknown as the driver does not have any affiliation to the family. The investigation is still ongoing. And for the first time in 10 years, there's now a non-stop flight between North America and the capital of one of the world's most popular tourist destinations, Thailand. On December 1st at 11 p.m. local time, Air Canada flight AC-65 took off from Vancouver International Airport to begin the 15-hour and 55-minute journey to Bangkok. The inaugural flight arrived in the Thai capital on Saturday morning at 6.33 a.m. local time. The seasonal Air Canada service will operate four times a week between now and March 26, 2023 with a Boeing 787 Dreamliner aircraft. Flight AC-65 from Vancouver to Bangkok will operate on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays and Sundays. Flight AC-66 will depart the Thai capital at 8.30 a.m. on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays and Sundays, arriving in Vancouver at 6.35 a.m. local time. Bangkok is one of the most visited destinations globally. National flag carrier Thai Airways previously offered regular scheduled non-stop flights from Bangkok to Los Angeles, but these were halted back in 2012. Thailand, which dropped the last of its COVID-related entry restrictions on October 1st, is now working to rebuild its battered tourism industry as the pandemic fades away. And American entertainer Nick Cannon has been hospitalized with pneumonia just after completing his Wild and Out tour at Madison Square Garden. Cannon, who has been diagnosed with lupus and a dad of 11, appears to be in good spirits despite the situation. Posting on his Instagram page, Cannon said, Okay, so I guess I'm not Superman. I promised myself I would never be back at this place again. But this is a great lesson to take care of you, or you won't be able to take care of everyone else. Don't trip, though I don't need any well wishes or prayers. Just some solid rest and I'll be back on the journey to becoming stronger than ever. It's just pneumonia, nothing I can't handle. Crazy thing is, last night we were just rocking a sold-out crowd at Madison Square Garden in front of thousands of fans. Now I'm all alone in a tiny hospital room. Life is definitely... A roller coaster. Hashtag lupus warrior. Lupus is an autoimmune disease, a chronic long-term disease that can cause inflammation and pain throughout the body. Pneumonia is an infection that inflames the air sacs in one or both of the lungs. We do wish the entertainer a speedy recovery. That's it for international news. Sports is up next. Thanks for staying with us. Let's take a look at our sports report. First up in World Cup action, the time is drawing closer to the quarterfinals. 
In the round of 16, four teams have been eliminated and have started their journey home. USA, Australia, Poland, and Senegal. The four teams advancing so far to the quarterfinals in the matchups are on Friday, December 9th at 2 p.m., Netherlands versus Argentina, and on Saturday, December 10th at 2 p.m., France versus England. England, however, may have lost their star player as he traveled back to the UK after armed robbers entered his home with his family inside. He is shaken and concerned about his children especially and has gone home to be their support. He may return to Qatar in time for the quarterfinal matchup, however, we are unsure at this time. And in Sunday Night Football, Week 13 of 18 with 13 matchups. The Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears with Packers taking it home 28-19. Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Detroit Lions, Jaguars losing 14-40. And in a 33-17 victory, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo will miss the rest of the season after suffering a broken left foot during the win against the Miami Dolphins. Garoppolo was carted off suffering the injury in the team's opening drive. This injury is a concern for the 31-year-old who has missed significant playing time within his 49ers career. The Dallas Cowboys defeating the Indianapolis Colts 54-19 and the Cleveland Browns taking on the Houston Texans 27-14. And an arrest warrant has been issued in Florida for former NFL star Antonio Brown in connection with a domestic violence incident earlier last week. The former NFL player has had several run-ins with the law in his lifetime. Brown, who is not yet in custody, allegedly got into a verbal argument with a woman and threw a shoe at her on November 28, according to the Tampa Police Department. The troubled former wide receiver also attempted to evict the woman and then locked her outside of the South Tampa home. Brown last played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last season, but only appeared in seven games before blowing up on the sideline in a game against the New York Jets on January 2nd. He briefly argued with coaches, removed his pads and jersey on the sideline, and walked back to the locker room. The team released Brown that same week. He was also a four-time first-team All-Pro receiver with the Pittsburgh Steelers and went to the Pro Bowl seven times in nine seasons in Pittsburgh. The 34-year-old's career quickly went into a downward spiral in his final season in Pittsburgh. He was traded to the Oakland Raiders following the 2018 season, but never ended up playing a game for them due to several off-the-field incidents, including protesting the new helmet requirements and getting into an altercation with the team's general manager. That resulted in his release. Brown was signed by the New England Patriots, but played in only one game before being released due to sexual assault allegations by a former trainer. The woman later filed a civil lawsuit against Brown, which was settled in an undisclosed amount. In June 2020, Brown pled no contest to felony burglary with battery, stemming from an incident with a moving truck company in which he removed boxes of items that did not belong to him and then punched the driver. He was sentenced to two years of probation and 100 hours of community service. That brings us to the end of the news, but before we go, let's take a look at our weather. Mostly sunny skies with a few passing clouds and isolated showers, a high of 81 degrees and a low of 75. Winds are coming from the north-northeast 
at 5 to 10 miles per hour. That completes our weather forecast and today's newscast. Recapping the news for today, updates from the Royal Turks and Caicos Police Force. Round 1 of Real Estate Mentorship Program ends. Mexican police find 660 pounds of fentanyl in coconuts. Baby unexpectedly born on cruise ship. 7-year-old abducted and murdered by FedEx driver. Thousands evacuated after Indonesia's Mount Semeru erupts. And in sports, World Cup highlights and police seek to arrest former NFL wide receiver Antonio Brown. I appreciate you for joining me here on RTC 89.1 FM for today's newscast. If you'd like to read more stories or if you missed today's presentation, visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store for the news or to listen to our podcast. I am Zoya Fassler. Thanks for joining me.